Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. That's right, we're back. Another great show today. You know, stay tuned and listen. Make sure you listen all the way through the episode today because uh, we've got a giveaway. You could potentially, uh, could potentially kind of win in this contest, if you will, a book, a book that we're giving out. Uh, and there's something special about that book. My brother wrote it. It's called uh, "The Men We Need." His name is Brand Hansen. And it's a great, uh, great book, but also he autographed it. So there you go. It's a signed copy, and you've got a chance to uh, to win that. So make sure you listen till the end of the podcast. But to, to kick off the show today, I've got Jill Pankaw. Pankaw. That is correct. I'm saying it right. You are saying it right. Boom. <laughs> hey, Jill. Good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. And Jill's new to staff yes. here, here at New Hope. How long have you been here now? I want to say it started in January or February. Yeah, so new in the sense of this year, mm-hmm. you know. Coming up on one year. Wow, it's gone fast, too. Yes. It's gone really fast. But uh, now, before we ever get started with anything else, we're going to learn more about you. But uh, what is your position exactly? I know you're at the Newton campus. Newton campus, um, the administrative assistant. Um, it's a fancy, fancy <laughs> word. I do it's, a little it's a bit great, of everything. It's a great moniker. Yeah, it makes you sound a lot more important. Yes. You know, and that's good. You are important. You know, we need administrative assistance. That's for sure. I keep everyone in line. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and believe me, the people I know the other people on staff out there at Newton, and yes, they need to be kept in line. So I'm glad you're there. Thank you. So you help out Jonathan. Jonathan. I help out Savannah. I prep a lot of the work for the kids' service on Sunday. Okay. Um. Um. Make sure phone calls get taken care of. Help with the events. We have a food and fire this Sunday if anyone wants to come out and roast some marshmallows. A food and fire? Yes. Oh, okay. We awesome. have a fire area behind our campus. Yeah, it's cool. The cool the campus is cool in case you guys haven't been there. It's kind of out in the country a little bit. Mm-hmm. It used to be a country club, right? Yes, a golf course. A golf course. When I was growing up, it was a golf course. P.E. in high school, we go out and... <laughs> get on the bus and run out and hit um, golf balls. <laughs> so did you go to Newton High School? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I so grew you're up from in Newton. Yes. Okay. So this is kind of cool seeing it, you know the church come to Newton then and then yes. on the golf course, which you're very familiar with. And then now you have a, it's just that now you have a fire out there on like a hole 16 or something. <laughs> I don't know what hole it is, but yes, <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> One of those greens is burn up now yes. for bonfires going on at the... But it makes great conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So you got memories out there. Lots so that's of kind memories. of interesting. Yeah. So um, how's how are things going? I mean, do you enjoy it? Yes, I do enjoy it. Um, very laid back. I can't. I come from healthcare background. Oh. And still kind of working in the healthcare field one day a week, but this job's a lot different. <laughs> now, what did you do in healthcare? I do ultrasounds and X-rays. Oh, okay. So you're a tech. I'm a tech. Yes. Yeah, a techie. Techie. That's awesome. I was telling a patient yesterday. He was asking me about the X-ray machine. I'm like, well, I used to know. Back 16 years ago, I I knew everything about the machine. <laughs> I'm old now. I don't remember that stuff. The physics behind it. <laughs> and some of it change. Does it change at all? Yes. I'm guessing this kind of when you know, I, technology I moves fast. I started. We were developing film. And now it's all digital. We take the picture and it shows right up on our screen. 
there's no development anymore. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So, lots of change. You still got to wear the heavy lead stuff? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> but, well, that's really cool. So you, you kind of keep up with that once a week, you said? Yes, once a week. Okay. Just to keep up. Um, keep. I have to get certified every year. Keep oh, up my certification. Yeah. So if I'm paying to do that, I might as well keep on working it. But I enjoy the patience, getting to know people. Um, hearing their story. Well, that's awesome. And trying to help them. <laughs> now, how long did you do that before you started working at the church? So, I mean, you did it full time for a while, or you oh, always no. part time? Um, so I graduated in two thousand and eight. You graduated in two thousand eight. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm feeling really old right now. <laughs> well, see, that seems like I don't know how long that was. See, I feel like it's still the two thousand. So it was like yesterday. Or 12, 14 years ago. <laughs> So I graduated in 2008 and got a full-time job. And then when I got married, I went down to part-time, which I talk about in my story. Um, and then um, stayed at home for a while with the mm -hmm. kids and then started back up. So you're married and have kids. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your family. So I've been married to Sean 12 years this year. We live in Diedrich. Um, big city. Big city. It's kind of a I mean, suburb of Effingham. Yes, it's growing. <laughs> used to be in the fancy new subdivision. Now we're the old. They started another subdivision. Oh, you get to move up. Dietrich is booming. Is it always Dietrich? building houses? <laughs> Dietrich is booming. <laughs> Just with housing. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening to this, you know, and you're paying way too much for a house, like in California or something, Dietrich, Illinois, is a place to come. It is. Yeah. Nice family Filming. homes. Very kid-friendly. There, there are at least two stores and a subway. Oh, we got Old Max now. Oh, Old I Max. Mean, yeah, it's like a drive through drive through You don't have to get out. Yeah. You call, get your burger, drive through <laughs> so, so it's like a fast food place, but they also sell like convenience store kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can literally just drive through the building. Yep. Yeah, that's so cool. drive through um, I wish we had one of those in Charleston. I live in Charleston. I wish we had one of those. Maybe someday they might. Maybe branch. I should open that. Maybe I should be the one. They're always busy. <laughs> <laughs> Good business opportunity there. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to Mac. Yes. See, see what we can do. So you're in Dietrich and you've got, uh, you've been married for a few years. 12. 12 years. Mason is 10. That's my first son. And then Taylor came along a couple years later. She's seven now. So you have two. Two. One of each. One of each. Well, that's great. Yes. They keep me busy. I bet they do. Yeah, when they get to that age, you're running them around. Old. You're more of a chauffeur than anything, right? Mason doesn't do... Well, he likes to fish. Okay. So until we get to the fishing leagues, he likes to... He's, he fishes in a league. He's, he wants to. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yes. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. Probably we'll have to buy a boat. Well, if you're down there, if you're down there by Newton, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of good fishing, and we're in a good like area. You got Newton, Sampar, and then we can come up to Shelbyville. Yeah, it's in a good area for all that. Lots of opportunity. Well, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, like uh, you grew up in Newton. Newton. Did you grow up? I'm just curious. You grew up in church. Um, your parents did they go to church? Started like out as Catholic. Okay. Um, my grandparents. Newton's were, a very Catholic very, town, right? Yes. Yeah. And my grandparents on my dad's side were big Catholics. Um, I went to church a lot with my grandma. Okay. Um, she took me a lot. Um, but then at one point, 
my mom asked if I wanted to start going to a different church with her, a Christian church. Um, so I started going with her, and that's where my faith started to grow. Okay. Um, They're in Newton? Yep. Okay. There's a little church behind the square, and we started going there. And that's where I got baptized. Yeah. And and then um, when I started college, so I grew up with um, the OGs of New Hope, Hannah Frichtel and Aaron um, Sharp. I don't know if you remember <laughs> them. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I came a little later, so I'm not as OG gee, as they are. Yeah. yeah. So they... New Hope used to have a coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's funny to think that New Hope has original gangsters. Gangster. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Yes. They were the originals. <laughs> and it's funny that Jill's the one that says that. Everybody on our staff, Jill's the one that goes, hey, we got some OGs. We got some OGs. Yeah. They brought me along. They brought me to New Hope. You guys used to have a coffee shop for um, college students, high school college students. I think it was on Friday nights just okay. to come and meet. So I started coming with them, and that's where I met Sean. Okay. At the coffee shop downstairs. Um, it's been quite a few years ago then. So you were married so, 12 years, so it's been... So this was around... Yeah. I was finishing x-ray school, so 2007. Okay. Is when I, that was going on. So you met Sean at the coffee shop. At the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, we dated for a while. Then I started coming here. And then I graduated from ultrasound school and I moved down to Vincennes, Indiana. And that's where I worked at a hospital full time. And um he worked construction, so he was two to three hours away oh, wow. traveling. Oh, so wow. that was most of our dating. We got to see each other on weekends. Um What's a tough schedule for <laughs> you know, for yes, dating. Yes. Yeah. And then we got engaged and um Still, he was working construction. I was still in Vincent. So we decided to um, wait to get married two years, which we had a plan. Wow. Um, our plan was if we would wait long enough, we were hoping a job would open in Robinson, which was by Vincent's, and then um, we could get a house in the middle. I could keep working where I was at, and then he would be yeah. where he was at. Um, keep your jobs and yes. live in the middle. <laughs> but didn't realize God had a different plan. Um, he, so we, um, that was our plan. I was a very, a big planner. Like life went my way. Like I thought I was in control. You were the administration <laughs> assistant to yourself. To myself. Yeah. Like this is how it's going to go. <laughs> um, God had a plan. So a job did open in Robinson and another family member took it. And that that plan, that dream was gone really oh, fast. Um, I was very bitter about that. So he got a job in Pena, Illinois, and mm-hmm. we found a place in Shelbyville. So I had to quit my job and go up to Shelbyville with Sean. And um, first year of marriage... <laughs> It's hard. It is tough. You know, they yeah. they tell you to do, like, oh, you do the counseling before. The churches always do counseling before. I feel like you need it, like, six months into marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Probably both. Both, yes. <laughs> we were both very, we both had lived on our own. So we were very, both very hard-headed. Um, yeah. Yeah. We both always write. 
Um, so that was interesting. We were trying to figure out how to live together. Yes. And then we were in a place where we didn't know anyone. Yeah. So that, that was hard. Um, we tried to find a church up there. Didn't really have good luck because we both knew if we found a church, we could meet people and yeah. branch out from that. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, I started working at Springfield. So I was driving from Shelbyville to Springfield oh to St. Goodness. John's. I yeah. worked at um, SIU. And there's no good way to get to Springfield <sighs> from Shelbyville. Then, yes, and it was all two-lane. They hadn't expanded that four-lane yeah. like they did now. So it was an hour and 20 minutes for me to drive one way. One way, yeah, that's crazy. And the job up there I took was... Um, an ultrasound job in a high risk pregnancy at the hospital. So I was seeing things that I would only, I had only seen in textbooks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause Springfield's like people come from all over the place. Yes. Because it's a specialty area yeah. clinic, um, worked with great doctors, made some great friends. Um, just was mentally and emotionally exhausting because we had people dealing with fertility issues. And then on the other hand, you had people that didn't want their, their baby. Mm. And then you had the in-between where you seen stuff on the fetus that was just unimaginable. Wow. Um, and it, just the heartache that's involved with that. Yes. You just it opened up a lot of emotions. And all those situations are so different. I would think you're getting totally different reactions. And in, in starting out there, you know, I thought one way. And then as time went on, you become numb to that stuff. Mm. Like something would come in the door, like say an abortion-minded client. Um, you've seen it so much. It was just like, there's just no emotion. Um, right. Until... After I got out of that, because I do help out at the Family Life Center now. Um, That's awesome. It's That led me to where I'm at there. Um, a lot of heartache and pain these women are going through. A lot of, um, my heart just breaks for them now. Was there a particular, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, because uh-huh. it's a podcast. Uh-huh. I can do that. Yep. Is there a particular story? You know, you can relate to us as far as like something that just really struck you with one of the maybe patient or somebody that, you know, we're not talking about names or anything, but oh, just situations. There were several situations. Um, you have, I remember this Christian woman, very um, sweet, um, so much faith. Um, she came in for a second trimester ultrasound and um, the baby had tons of things wrong with it where it wouldn't live after birth. Mm. And she was put in the position of, do I continue on with this pregnancy or mm. do we end the pregnancy? Mm. Lots of that. We, we've seen lots of that up there. Um, and then to see their emotions, how they go through that, if they do decide to go deliver or to carry on knowing they're not going to bring that baby home after birth. Yeah. It's kind of a lose, lose. Mm -hmm. So it is very hard. It was very hard. And then the the patients that um, 
got pregnant that didn't want to be pregnant. And I, I will never forget some of the looks. It's just the blank stares, like when you're like, this is the heartbeat. And they didn't care. They didn't care. Mm. And then you have the patients that went through fertility, months and months of fertility, and they get pregnant and they come in and you put the probe down and there's no heartbeat. Oh, my. So, yeah. Lots. There is a lot that goes on. You know, it's interesting because you said eventually it kind of become numb to that. Isn't that kind of a defense mechanism, do you think? Because you don't know how else to handle it. You don't know how to handle it because I could leave that the work and cry all the way home and let it ruin my weekend the whole week. Mm. Or you just become numb. You put a wall up. You don't let it get past that wall. It makes you sound heartless, but... No, I, I understand how, what you're saying. How do you keep... Uh, it's kind of a PTSD in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're going... You're sharing other people's trauma. Yes. You know, eventually you've got to... You know, you got to kind of, I guess, uh, stand up and take care of the job, if you will. You have no to matter treat how you're it feeling. as a job. Yeah. Because when you, you would take it home, and that made it harder on the people around you. Sure, sure. And you're already, <clears throat> this is early on in your marriage. Oh, yes. So that made it even tougher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming home, and I didn't know how to handle these emotions. So um, so I worked up there for a couple, I don't remember how long I worked up there. I worked like three days a week, three, four days a week. I was as needed up there. Um, like I said, met great doctors, um, great coworkers. And then towards the end of my job up there, I found out I was pregnant with Mason. Um, Mason, this whole story where God came in really into my life was because of Mason. Um, like I said, at that point, stuff was hard. I was struggling and, um, I wasn't reaching out to God like I needed to. I was still trying to control stuff. Mm -hmm. I was bitter still. I couldn't figure out why I was in Shelbyville, driving up to Springfield, three-hour round trip, you know. Not what you expected. Not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, lots of bitterness about the family, family situation with the job that Sean didn't get. So got pregnant. Um, and then 32 weeks along, so eight weeks early, Mason decided he was going to come. So, um, I remember driving down to St. Anthony and the doctor came in to tell me I was in labor and they were going to fly me to St. John's and the doctor that was going to deliver me was the doctor I worked with up at St. John's. Oh my goodness. Um, so I got 20 minutes later in the helicopter (laughs) Oh, Here I wow. was at St. John's with the doctors that I'd worked with and the team that I'd worked with. So all familiar faces. Um, I was confident in the care I was going to get. So Mason came and then NICU happened. And NICU just, oh, it brought me to my knees because uh, NICU, you can't describe the NICU life. Mm. Very difficult in there. I mean, I've worked in hospitals and clinics, and the emotions in the NICU are just wow. Yeah, we've had a 
We've had quite a few parents in the church that have had their kids in NICU. NICU. I mean, it's just been a, yeah. Um, so I feel like God gave me Mason in that experience to bring me back to him, to show me that I needed to let go of the reins of my life and just let God lead it. Um, NICU, there was days of praise, days of begging, but mostly it brought me to an understanding. It, I finally saw the circle. I, uh, we were meant to leave the original plan of Vincennes to move to Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to work in Springfield. Mm. So I could have met. So I met all those doctors and all those great people I worked with. Um, we lived close enough where we could go home at night and drive back. I knew the hospital. Mm. I knew how to get around the hospital. Mm. Um, Sean was working in Pana, so he could come up and after work and spend time with Mason. So the plan, God's plan, full circle. It was better than yours. was better than mine. <laughs> um, because you knew what was coming. He knew what was mm. coming. He knew where we needed to be. Um, and he knew that those doctors were the ones Mason needed. That's amazing. Oh, and then a year after that experience, um, John, Sh- uh, Sean got a job down in Effingham, and we closed that chapter and moved back here with family and friends. Um, so he did bring you back to where he, you wanted to be. Yes. But not until after all the trauma was over. Yes. And <laughs> I praise, how, long, how long was Mason in the... Um, two weeks, okay. which was a blessing. They couldn't believe it um, because... He's born so early. He was born eight weeks yeah. early, so they were telling us at least... You know, six weeks. Oh, that's and incredible. He was a fighter. Um, and Mason, he was the chunk. He, they called him the chunky monkey of the NICU. <laughs> he came, he came early, but he was still five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he was so big compared to the other ones. <laughs> wow, that's awesome, though. But yes, I am so thankful for Mace, God giving me Mason because um, it made me realize how much I needed to trust God. To sit in silence in that NICU and hearing God speak to me. I never knew that sitting quietly, God would speak to me so loudly. Mm. And I try to tell that to people. I can pray and pray and pray. But the moments I go outside and sit and just quiet my mind, I hear God. Can you tell me something that you heard in those mo- in that moment? When, when he was in NICU? I think mostly it was just trust in me. Trust in me. I have a plan for this little, this little boy. Mm. You need to trust. And just let me show you what I can do. It's amazing how much I think we worry about things. Oh, and, and I was a worrier. We, and we don't even realize it sometimes because it becomes such a, a almost a natural thing for us. Yes. Yeah. And especially nowadays, I feel like we worry about everything. And to give that up, to know that, you well, know, God told, has we're tomorrow. Told, yeah, I'm sorry. And we're also told by a world that tells us we need to worry about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't. And um, I, I'm a wor- worrier, but I try to tell myself, you, you cannot worry about this. Because God already has a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, God's in the driver's seat, and I'm just a passenger enjoying the ride. He's <laughs> leading mm-hmm. me where I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did you ever, you know, early on, I'm sure you had doubts as to where, where he was leading you, like you said. I mean, that's... I was very angry. Yeah. yeah. 
I could not figure that out. Um, but now, and then when we moved to Diedrich, I feel like we're on another journey. And I can't wait to see where it goes. So less fear and more anxious, more ang- anxious anticipation, I yes. guess is the right word. I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. what's in store. That's the great thing about us learning, isn't it? From mm-hmm. when we finally start to realize once I give up those things to, to Jesus and trust him, then the next time I'm not as anxious. Exactly. Hopefully, prayerfully. Prayerfully. Sometimes yes. we are anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's always anxious. Yeah. It's just learning how to um, just pray and pray and pray. <laughs> so uh, how would you describe your relationship with Jesus now? Oh, after everything that's happened. I, after everything that's happened, like I said, trust. I, um, I know he loves me so much. He's going to take care of me no matter what, mm. good and bad. Um, and I love him so much. And I want my kids to know that Jesus loves them. Yeah. And someone will always love them and look after them. Well, that's and awesome. even in the struggle... You learn so much. That's awesome. Let me ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who's going through that struggle of being mad at God right now because life isn't bringing them what they, they want? What they thought. Just be patient. And just, like I said, quiet your mind and be still. Mm. And he will show you his plan, his plan eventually. We don't know how long. Just like it took two and a half years, which is a short amount of time, I feel like. With not, um, not when you're in the middle of in it. In the middle of it, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> but when you find out, you see the full circle, oh, it just brings you to your knees. And you're so mm. thankful. And your trust grows so much. You know, I've always believed that, and I've had my moments where I'm angry with God too. Uh, he can handle it. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, sit with him. Mm-hmm. Tell him. Oh, yeah. Tell him you're angry. You know, I, I don't, I, I, someone told me once he's got a big enough chest to beat and he, he can handle it. Yes. And he'll still love you in the end. And I you feel know. like he needs, he wants to hear that. Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Cause he knows it already. Yes. <laughs> he does know. <laughs> he wants you to tell him on purpose. That's why we, we, prayer is not something God needs. You know, he doesn't need to be told how great he is. Yes. You know, or anything like that. Prayer is something we need. We need it. And we need to tell him how great he is because we need to know how who he is in light of who we are and the fact that we can trust him. That's really good. Hey, I really appreciate you opening up to us. No problem. It's really good. I'm happy to share this because it's been 10 years and it's been on my mind a lot lately because it's been 10 years. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years ago, but I replay that a lot. What, what do you, I, I said last question, but I like, here's another one. Mm-hmm. What do you see, what's your prayer for when it comes to your relationship with Jesus for tomorrow and the next day, like in the future? What do you, what do you want to become? My biggest prayer is I just pray every day that he guides me and um, open my ears to hear him and open my eyes to see his, his works. Um, I don't know. Future-wise, I just, I just hope that I my faith is as strong ten years 
down the road that it is now and that I can help people and through struggles and lead them to him. Mm. No, that's great. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering a story. Someone I, I read one time of a man that worked with mother Teresa, you know, who was in Calcutta, did all sorts of work with the dying on the streets. And he, um, she, she asked him, what do you want me to pray for, for you? And he said, well, clarity, because he was unsure mm-hmm. about a job. Will you please pray for clarity so I know the will of God? And she goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And he said, well, why? She goes, well, you know, I'm not going to pray for clarity for you. I'm going to pray you trust him anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to pray for you. And I love that because I think that's what we're talking about. Yes. You know, uh, we're just, and if you're actively praying, God, help me trust you, help me trust you, help me trust you. It reminds me of that guy in the Gospels that uh, had his son that was possessed. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And he goes, I want you to cast this demon out. And he goes, do you believe? He goes, well, I, I do, but help me with my unbelief. I love that, the honesty of that. Honesty. You know, because I, I think God wants to hear that honesty mm-hmm. when, when we're doubting, when we're hurting, when we're angry. Yes. You know, because he, he wants to help change us. You know, I, I, and someone else told me this once, I just, I just think it's so powerful, is that he wants to change us. Our circumstances may not change. They may even get worse. Mm-hmm. But our perspective, when it changes, it's amazing. Amazing when we start to look at circumstances the way God sees them. We don't see them the same way. Uh, that's what needs to change in us. Hey, good stuff. Hey, we're going to transition to, uh, uh, to something that now that Jill is here, and we're kind of finished with some of the uh, uh, the serious good stuff. We're going to get into some funny good stuff, and that is the t- called the two-minute drill. Uh, you ready for this, Jill? I, I do. I so. give this to every staff person. Just so really? you know, you're not, you're not unique. It's just not me. Yeah. I give this to every staff person, and we just kind of give it's, – it's loosely two minutes – uh, but I'm just going to ask you question after question. You just answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. Ready? Yeah. And what color would you paint your house right now if you could pick any color? Um, dark green. Oh, there you go. Favorite cartoon as a kid? Rugrats. Ooh, Rugrats. <laughs> My kids used to watch that. <laughs> well, gosh, I'm feeling old. You have to choose a decade in the past to live in before you were born. 70s. The 70s. There you go. <laughs> Disco. Disco. Um, if you if you had to drive a bus or a semi, which one would you do? A bus. Okay. What do you like doing the most after a bad day? Eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Good stuff. If you had to sell your most precious possession, what would it be? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, I can't sell my kids. Yeah, they're not, they're not a possession. <laughs> they're not right a possession. Yeah. Probably my house. Ma- material thing. Your house. Okay. Yes. That's good. Your dark green house. Yes. Okay. Uh, favorite book other than the Bible? Um, I don't know. We're going to pass on that. That's fine. We'll come back to That's that sometime. Sometime we'll have you back on after you've read a book. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've read many. Found. I just don't know. No, which one's your favorite? Yeah. I, I meant, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like you hadn't read anyone. But which Power Ranger would you be? White, red, black, blue, yellow, pink? Pink. Pink. You already pink. you knew that one before I even got it out. If you uh, could buy a car, what car would it be? Any car. Um, a, t- a brand new Tahoe. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> If, if you could, if you had to move to either Billings, Montana, or New York City, 
Which Billings, one? Montana. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even a, not even a. Yes. Hey, fantastic. That's the, uh, that's the two minute drill. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate you having, be, being on the show and stay tuned with us uh, into what is next. Hey, stuffers, welcome back to Stuff with Tyler. It's the part of the show where I tell you some stuff. And unfortunately, this is the very last Stuff with Tyler. Oh, it is? You ruined my intro, Chris. Sorry, keep going. That's fine. It's over now. I was going to say before you took took the wind out of my sail. You took a breath. I thought it was time for me to jump oh, in. No, I was trying to be like, <laughs> I was trying to be sad about it. It's our it's our very last <laughs> Chris just pointed at the board and said, start over. Uh, no, nope, we're in this. We're not going to give the people a fake a fake intro. We're okay. going to be 100% real. Okay. Um, what I was going to say, and I was sure I was building up the dramatics a little bit. Okay. As I I'll do, just stay quiet. As I do. You know how I do. Point at me when you want me to talk. Okay, I'll do that. This is the last stuff with Tyler because, well, I have a co-host, an official, long-term, never going to be unavailable for me again co-host, you know her as Chris Busher. Or Christy. Or Christy. Sorry, My, you hadn't pointed yet. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Gosh. Maybe I should reevaluate this whole co-host thing. I don't know. Uh, no, so it can't be stuff with Tyler uh, when we have when I have. I could just be a guest. No, I don't no, have to no, be no, a co-host. No, 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 Chris. You're being modest. Uh, you're co-host level at this point. I, we've heard from the people. I mean, we just got stopped in the hall by somebody who loves the chemistry uh, the dynamicism, dy- dynamicism. I don't di- know about that one, Tyler. Di- dynamics, dynamics. Uh, the uh, just the overall friendship that you and I put on Mike uh, in this segment. And so I want to make it official okay. with a new name, and that is. <laughs> well, I was workshopping a name uh-huh. pre-recording, and both you and someone else told me no. Right. Uh, so I don't have the name yet. Hey, could they submit ideas? No. Why? What if I don't like any of them? Can I give him your email? No. It's on the website. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, okay, yeah. If you have a good name for uh, Chris and I's segment that happens once a month on New Hope Underground, you can you can send it to us. You want to tell him what you th- were thinking of calling it? Yeah, okay. So here's what I want to call it. I want to call it Hot Goss with Chris and Tyler. Which at first, whenever you sent that to me, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Right. But then as you said it, I'm like, oh, you're referring to gossip. Like hot goss. Like what's, Pro- what's the hot goss, Probably Chris? just not a good vibe for for this. For life? Well. Because you, your your concern is the word gossip, right? That's correct. You hear gossip and you think well, has the kinda, devil. It kind of has a negative <laughs> um, connotation with it, right, perhaps, right. Well, I Tyler. Wanna rec- I want to reclaim the word. Oh. I want to reclaim it. And in your mind, it means it means like, hey, what's what's going on? What's happening? Oh. Hey, what's the hot goss here at New Hope? You know, yeah. what's the exciting news than the upcoming things? Like we here's want to get here's an in. example. Like, hey, have you heard about NewHopeNow.cc? Ooh, that's some hot Ooh, goss. It's some hot goss, Chris. You get it? <laughs> oh my gosh, it works so great. Let's take their suggestions. Okay, sounds okay. good. Well, we'll get back to you on a name, but. Now and forever, until we both die, Chris and I are co-hosts of this segment that happens once a month on New Hope Underground. Uh, So thank you for being here with us. And what happens on this unnamed segment is we tell you about what's coming up at New Hope. Sometimes we look back at what's happened, which is what we're going to do right now. We had marriage date night uh, last week, right? Mm-hmm. Last weekend, just a few days from ago, record, mm-hmm. from when we're recording, uh, how'd it go? 
date night was awesome. We had people show up from all three campuses, which was really exciting. We even had some people came come who were just friends that had been invited, which was really neat. Nice. And we had over a hundred people there. That's awesome. No, we had a volunteer purchase and smoke 70 pounds of pork that's so much pork it was so good it's a child that's a child we amount of had pork. some other volunteers donate fantastic prizes for the cornhole tourney and for filling out a survey all right which who won who won the hold on prizes oh, okay. like firefly grill firefly grill did i say that weird somebody won firefly grill Okay, a gift certificate oh, there. Yeah. Gift certificate to go do some axe throwing, eat Gopher's Grill. I mean, there were some really neat prizes. That's incredible. So that was fun. And the winners of the Cornhole Tourney were Jared and Randy Yeager. All right, give it up. I think there's, I don't know where the sound effect is. Imagine an applause sound oh. effect right now. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Did it you, was a lot of fun, Did actually. you win the Firefly gift card? That'd be no. kind of a, it'd be kind of rigged if you and Ryan Yeah, won. I didn't. In fact, I felt really bad for Ryan to be my partner in the bags tourney because I'm really not athletic at all. Yeah, how many did you get in the hole? Oh, none, I think. <laughs> but a few on the on the board itself. I mean, I'm just that's like good. super not good at that. Yeah, Carol said her and Wayne were, uh, were doing pretty good for a while. Yeah, but they, they uh, were like in the championship, I see, think. See, that would have looked, they couldn't have won. I know, she would have passed it off because she's a staff member at New yeah, Hope. Yeah. But it, it really was a, a lot of fun. We had a ton of positive feedback where people were just like, you know, so fun to come out, hang out at 180, get to know some other people. It just was a really fun event. We, won't, we have some marriage events planned for the new year, um, and sometimes they'll involve content, you know, where we're like learning things and having deep conversations with our spouse, and those are great, and sometimes it's nice to also just come and have like, just have fun together and with yeah. other people. They're all about investing into marriage. Some of them are more investing maybe intellectually or practically, and some are more relationally. That's right. Know? And that's yeah. what this one was. It was a cool relational it was. date night that I wasn't at. But I, was I saying, wish. And next time you should yes. come. Well, my wife worked. And then oh, we had so we, free childcare uh, in addition to yes. the free pork. Listen, if you're married, about to be married, thinking about getting married one day, you should uh, just be on the lookout for New Hope Marriage events. Uh, you can go to newhopechurch.cc slash marriage uh, for some resources that cool. kind of uh, live there year round. But when there's New Hope Marriage events, you can find those at newhopenow.cc. You'll hear about them on Sunday mornings at each of our campuses. So just be on the lookout for those. Something that's coming up down the road is a youth night. Oh, cool. Not for either of us. It's out. Uh, it kind of is. It's on my calendar because my son is officially in youth now. Ooh. I know it is. It's coming up on October 2nd. Wow. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. That's impressive. Because it's on my calendar. Nice, of course. Yep. Uh, Sunday, October 2nd, 6 to 8 p.m. out at 180 for junior high and high school youth from all campuses. Um, and it's just a time to get together as one youth, hang out. They're celebrating the kickoff of the school year. Or mourning it. I don't know. I don't know if kids like school these days. <laughs> we'll call it a celebration. A celebration. Um, and yeah, there's just going to be live worship, all sorts of hangout, food, you name it. They got it. So Sunday, Sweet. October 2nd, 6 to 8 p.m., Youth cool. Night. You can go to newhopenow.cc to learn more about it. Perfect. Have you heard about newhopenow.cc? I have heard about newhopenow.cc. <laughs> I especially loved at the Effingham campus when Darren promoted newhopenow.cc. Just relentlessly. But we really have received some good feedback. Yeah, and I think, I think so. you can even look at the numbers behind the scenes or you I know can, on yeah. your side and see that people it's, it's been useful to people. Yeah, we're seeing lots of views, good CTRs, as you know. I don't know what those are, but. Click-through rates. 
click through rates. All right, that's yeah. some pretty hot some, goss right there. Oh my gosh. How many CTRs we're getting? Admit it, admit it. The name's coming around. Uh, I don't know about You're that. liking it. Uh, yeah, so go to newhopenow.cc where you can also sign up for the Ephesians reading plan. We are still in the early days of this series. And so if you have not signed up, you're not missing, you're not, you haven't missed too much. Um, you can still jump in. This is an 11 week series and we just finished week three. Uh, if you sign up for the reading plan and you download the Church Center app, what's going to happen is you're going to get two notifications every week, one on Wednesday with the scripture that we're going to be studying that Sunday morning, and another that Sunday morning with a podcast deep dive from the speaking pastor along with a special guest of their choosing. Uh, Chris, there's, speaking of hot goss, are you <laughs> speaking at some point during this series? I am. Oh. I haven't done any. Well, I guess I took part in the mid-year vision. Right. But in terms of just me doing a message up there, woo, yeah. I haven't actually done that for honestly, it's been a few years and I am in November. I have a Sunday where I am bringing the message. Oh my gosh. Are you nervous? Um, I've got a lot of work ahead of me. Let's what's your strat? What's your strat when you get up on stage for my something strat. like that? <laughs> my strategy? Yeah. Start way in advance because I do this a fraction of the number of times that our pastors do this. So start way in advance. You just watch other sermons and kind of write down what they say. Well, I was given the topic. I mean, it's always different. Like if you just feel like God's put a topic on your heart and you develop a message that way, much, much easier than saying, here's here's the passage of scripture that you're going to be speaking on. Woo! It's kind of scary. It is scary. But it's going to be, it's going to be good. It'll be, it'll be a good process for me. So don't miss a uh, service anytime in the month of November. It'll be a surprise. Because otherwise you'll miss Chris. Well, I was going to say, if I tell them the date, they may stay they away. They may stay home, go so to a different church. we won't tell them when yeah. it's going to be. Guys, don't miss it. It'll you just be do a not, surprise. Do not miss my co-host uh, making her, her speaking debut <laughs> in the last few years. Uh, guys, as always, newhopenow.cc is the place to go to see what's happening at New Hope. We will be back sometime, probably, the both of us with a show name, maybe. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. Hey, you made it to the end of this episode. That's right. That's right. Congratulations. And uh, I tell you what, we have a interesting thing going on here. We're going to be able to give out a book, a copy of a book, of The Men We Need, and it's an autographed copy by my brother, Brain Hansen, who's the author. And there aren't too many of those floating around out there, if you know what I mean. So this is a great opportunity for you to win an autographed copy of the book. And we're going to build the suspense a little longer, and we're going to tell you how you can win the book on the next episode. Because the next episode is going to be a rerun of uh, a past podcast episode that we did is an interview with Brent about the book, The Men We Need. So we'll be throwing that out there as an extra episode in the very next episode you'll hear coming out of New Hope Underground. And if you give that a listen, you'll find out at the very beginning of the episode how you can enter to win the autographed copy of the book, The Men We Need. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a fantastic day.